Welcome back to episode 47 of Anime Savants, everyone. And oh my god, my voice is gravelly. And uh, this week, I am Dick Fight Island's king. <laughs> I am uh, Gendo Ikari's connecting beard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my mine comes from a news topic this week, which is um, uh, there's this uh, prominent um, BL mangaka named Ike Raybun, and uh, they have a um, they have a new manga that just got translated called <laughs> Dick Fight Island. Um, not the name in Japanese, but that's the English published name, and it is the number one romance manga right now. Oof. On Amazon. So. Dick Fight Island. Dick Fight Island, yeah. Um, I'm not even going to give y'all the premise. You can you can just, you can, you can look it up yourself. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Dick, you know, Dick Fight Island. But actually, I was going to, I was thinking about talking about this later. But I guess I just go ahead and talk about it now, which is I'm seeing a lot of, like, bl coverage just like in general for a lot of you know like manga just like anime in general and i'm kind of thinking because i know we talked about it in the bl episode about it becoming more mainstream but i'm almost thinking about it like becoming like super duper mainstream now to the point where it's not like it's not like it's just the shows that are only about fucking like i think it might actually become like a valid genre that like everyone will end up like checking out eventually as opposed to just like the fujoshis and the fudanchis and the gays because the more that i see stuff get published or the things that i'm seeing that's getting published in english they're publishing a lot of the shit that is like multifaceted not just like you know a high school love story they're they're publishing like you know the abusive relationship stuff between like two like you know 40 year old men or they're publishing the things where there's like you know these two men who've been best friends forever and then both of their wives tell them they're getting divorced because they're like you niggas are in love with each other so isn't that yeah. the plot of like what's that netflix show something in frankie grace and frankie yeah yeah it, yeah it actually yeah i feel oh wow now that you say that i don't which one came first uh-oh okay know. Uh-oh. <laughs> International court. Take that up. Oh, um, that's funny because that remind I was reading this uh very short uh manhwa and it was uh about professional wrestling, but it was mm-hmm. it's a it's actually one of those like sent to the past, so it's not an isekai. It's like some Korean wrestler gets sent to the you know, he dies having unfulfilled his dream of joining the WWF and then gets sent to the past. And so what's funny about it is that, like, obviously for copyright reasons, like, they're very careful about using, like, more real-world stuff. Because, like, for example, WWF, yeah. they, they can say that because the WWE today is not allowed to use the WWF because they lost to the World Wildlife uh, Fund, like, oh. back in the day. But, it's, but what's funny about it is that they, they want to – it's obvious that the whole appeal of the thing is to, like, have – to see like different versions of mainline wrestling people that people know, but it's set in the early two thousands when most of those folks were not wrestling. Like, the people who are wrestling today, so they'll have like misspelled versions of like Sean Cena instead of John Cena, and like all kinds of shit like that. And I actually oh, found wow. it very entertaining because it, it was off brand. 
Oh, well, that's right down your alleyway anyways, yep. isn't it? Yes. I, I thought it was very yes. funny because this is one of those cases where, like, the the, the I'm having... If this was, like, a, a series that had, like, actual license shit in it, I'd probably be less interested. But because it's all, like, off-bred bullshit, it's actually funny to see them, like, the, the author and the illustrator try to draw and write, like, bootleg wish versions of real people. So it's, it is actually, and the whole cast is like that. Like everybody is like that. So it's just, it's just very funny. That's all. I actually have a manhwa recommendation later. Oh yeah, cool. I'll go into detail about that later. It's, well, you guys probably already know what the theme of it's going to be anyways, but (laughs) yeah. I only have two more things to talk about. Um, uh, The Freight, Fate, oh, not Freight. Oh my God. The Fate Grand Order um, Solomon film trailer dropped and shit looked amazing. And, you know, Cloverworks is animating it. And yeah, gonna watch it. Going to watch it. I'm not re downloading that game, but I'm gonna watch yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with Fate Grand Order, and if you guys don't know about Fate Grand Order, like it went through a little bit of like a. A controversy because they released it as a gotcha game it, well it is a gotcha game but they released it and they kind of like skimped on the quality until everyone called their asses out so like the first two singularities kind of don't bang as much as the um the last what like six of them do and so me myself trying to play the game the english version and it first comes out and i'm like this is not hitting how i thought it would hit like this story is not really doing anything for me that's not doing anything for me like what 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 and then i found out about the controversy and i was like oh yeah but then they also have abysmal drop rates like holy shit but it's also one of the highest grossing gotcha games well not anymore because genshin impact came through and it's fucking everybody up but yeah that movie's coming out i'm looking forward to that and uh, this is not anime related, but I guess it's anime esque related. And if you have not, um, if you want to watch some like gorgeous fucking CG, I highly recommend you go watch the new Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker trailer. Oh the yeah, the full I've trailer. Seen that. Yeah, I'm not even that an MMO shit. person. That looked good. Oh my god, I watched it so many times, like so many times. It was gorgeous. Also, the music that game has some of the best fucking music in final fantasy as far as like modernized music when they you with vocals and oh look okay this is an anime related here i go um but yeah what watch that trailer watch that trailer it's it's amazing other than that i mean anime wise a lot of stuff is dropping in july like yeah, july 3rd yeah. 4th 5th and 6th like that's what i'm seeing um i i saw another anime that i think i'm gonna watch just for shits and giggles which is uh, it's like an isekai drugstore. So, <laughs> yeah, gonna gonna check that out. Aren't they? Am I am I misremembering? Aren't they animating the? Uh, uh, I was reincarnated as a vending machine. I I don't know if it, I think it's this year, but I don't think it's in the summer. I don't think it's in the summer. Are they really? I is that they, why I we paid attention were. to it because it got were. the anime announcement? <laughs> I'm just kind of done. I'm done. It's going to be one of those things where I just have to watch it just to see how the fuck did we get here. Like, that. that's what I'm going to have to see. I'm going to have to see what about this made you guys continue to buy multiple volumes of this. I don't know. Like, I'm very interested. I'm not going to read it. I'm not. Of course, I'm not going to read it. But I'm so interested. I'm so, so interested. Yeah, I did wind up reading um, the 
where it's not really a one shot. I think it's just the first um, uh, uh, chapter for the Tsui Ishida's Chojin X, which is the creator of Tokyo Ghoul. Um, mm. It's interesting. Oh yeah, he did drop something new. Yeah, yeah, I, I read it. It's it's actually very interesting. I'm not. I don't quite get the vibe because if you're going into it thinking it's going to be Tokyo Ghoul, it definitely isn't. Like, there's more. It's it's more stylized and it just dropped though. It's only the first chapter. Yeah, right? it's just the first chapter. It's much more stylized and it feels like 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 uh, the the mangaka was reading a whole bunch of um, like Fire Force and MHA and was like, I could do some wacky shit. Well, not wacky. Is that's too strong. I could do some something different in that same vein. And so I mm. got that vibe just looking at it, even though the art is very unique. Um, so I, I, I don't have anything to report other than the first chapter dropped. And if you're interested or you wanted to see what, what they were going to do next, check out Chojin X, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's all I got too, so... Let's go on to reviews for the week. Um, I'll knock my little like independent ones out really quick. Then, um, to your eternity was absolutely heartrending this week. Um, fucked a lot of people up. Oh, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so yeah, watch to your eternity, and if you are well. Not watch it, but if you are going to watch it, just, you know, be prepared because it is, it's going to be a ride. Um, Odd Taxi, it's, it's, I think this was like the climax episode or was it last week? I don't know which one it was. Yeah, no, I think, you know, this was like a, definitely like the mid-season climax for it. And the show is just so, it's just like in its own league, I think this season like it's just really fucking good. That's a, I, and I don't want to say any other details because there's also a lot of plot lines going on. But I also don't want you to just like hear it out of my mouth. I'd prefer for you to just like experience it all yourself because the show it requires your attention, but at the same time, like it's. <sighs> hmm. No, I don't want. No, that's a spoiler. Okay, <laughs> next show. Um, what else am I watching that you're not watching? I think that's about it now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> I mean, I dropped a lot of stuff. Well, so. there you go. Um, I watched a little bit of Shadows Home just to figure out what was going on. The first Ooh, episode okay. is... I'm not going to say it's not good, but it doesn't explain... It doesn't grab you? Yeah, like, it. It's there's an interesting premise underneath that by the time you get to, like... The second, third episode, like, really kind of starts to flush itself out. But there's just a lot of what I would call, like, bumbling around. Like, the main character is literally, like, fresh into this world. Like, it's the audience insert, but she is, like, completely doddering and doesn't know anything and overreacts. And it's supposed to be cute, but because the show is dark, like, both literally and figuratively a lot of it for me i was just like come on let's just get to the get to the creepy shit the get fucked to up some, shit yeah like what's the wh- where what's the hook here and it didn't really come until the second or third episode so i haven't gotten much further than that but it it's uh sorry shadow's house is what's called and um 
and I probably will will watch a little bit more. Like I don't think it's it's unique looking. Um, definitely, yeah. it has that going for it. The music is okay. I can't talk about the quality of the voice acting because there's not that many characters, and a lot of it is sort of like it alternates between literally nobody talking or somebody screaming. So it's like I I don't oh. I don't oh. have a lot to say. We're talking about quality. Um, uh, I know I am watching Nagatoro, and usually I don't even have anything to say about it because it is, um, you know, it's comedy. Right. But this week's episode of Nagatoro actually stood out to me because of the music. Oh. Um, they did a Dragon Quest gag, oh. and the the Dragon Quest gag was, you know, it was, you know, whatever it was, it was a skit. But the music underneath it was so fucking similar to Dragon Quest, where I was like, wait, is this? Did they get the composer to do this? Because it sounded so Dragon Quest-esque, but it wasn't Dragon Quest. And I was like, y'all really went all in on, like, this skit. Because this is good. Like, I'm enjoying this. Like, I'm enjoying listening to the music in addition to the skit. Like, what? But, yeah. I just thought, as far as quality and stuff like that, that, that stood out for me this week. Um, How is um, Singular Point? I love Singular Point. I mean, this uh, the the episode this week was a little heavier on their um, the science of what's going on, and a lot of it is like gobbledygook, you know, for the purpose of moving the plot forward. But like, as someone yeah. who knows a little bit about um, like ex- what do you call it, like, theoretical physics, it's actually I see where they they got some ideas that are real. And it's always, I think I pointed this out in uh, Fire Force, where there's sometimes when you see little details that are included in a story that are legitimate, and nobody will really care. Like, 99% of the audience will have no idea that what they what they just saw is actually real. It'll just seem like either background or, oh. or filler. And so there were things that, that were brought up that uh, I was shocked that they went through the effort of doing it. I think the, the analogy was, like, back in Fire Force, there were a couple episodes where Licht was um, uh, having the flashback to when he was a researcher, and he was using a program that, it, like, a word... It's a special type of word processor uh, that's, like, just for writing technical papers called LaTeX. And they whoever did the research for the show actually got like they reproduced the interface and the screenshots and the the little language you have to use to to write it and i was looking at this like okay i appreciate the attention to detail because i've yeah. had to use this before but like absolutely nobody on this planet who's watching this show other than like me and five other people are going to appreciate that you did this so I got the same feeling in this episode of Singular Point. The other cool thing is that now it's sort of halfway through. We're starting to get the... So Godzilla has finally showed up. We're also getting like introductions to um, what what is the final plot? What are we really doing here? Uh, and, and the Jet Jaguar robot now has a fucking spear. And the animation, now that it has legs and a spear, is actually really cool. And uh, one thing that SP does visually whether you care about the story, is that uh, there's a very, very effective use of CGI. One of some of the most effective uses of CGI I've seen. With the monsters or just in general? Everything, everything. So, like, whether it's, like, background characters, whether it's um, uh, digital effects, whether it's animating the monsters, which look really, really good, 
Um, since Jet Jaguar is a robot, it, the contrast between the style and design, it actually looks semi-practical in places, especially when it had wheels and other things on it instead of legs. Now that, now you're starting to see like uh, a higher level of complexity in some of these scenes then uh you know it, it to me it's just it's it's managing to create its own aesthetic and it's doing a really really good job i think probably saving money at the same time so i can't fault it at all like it's a really just a good looking show and oh and the, and the soundtrack is good too cuz they brought in some oh. of the original what what theme. like theme or like so, what kind of music is it is so it in, like in godzilla yeah so in godzilla there are um each monster has its own theme and then also they have uh specific like sound effects like their their call or their cry and yeah and depending on what era that you're they're getting the uh the you know the monster from because like godzilla has gone through multiple eras there's little tweaks and so they're using a lot of the classic 1960 Four through seventy, so that's like I think that's the what they call the the Toho era. Someone can can um, correct me in Godzilla lore, but the bottom line is that like it's a lot of it's this mixture of modern looking um, graphics, CGI graphics, the, a, a sort of retro like eighty seventies eighties design aesthetic, but with like uh, modern like it's set in the modern day. So you have cell phones, you have computers, you've got like people wearing modern clothing, but then like the faces and everything else look kind of like somewhat seventies inspired, or even maybe like Studio Ghibli inspired. Um, yeah. Like, and then you have this mixture of a modern and classic soundtrack with a lot of classic sound effects. So it's a very interesting show just to to watch. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this week just because they were digging into what what is sort of like the final direction because it's, it's a one core so you know we've sort of finished the first act of introducing a lot of the characters in the conflict and now we've got godzilla doing godzilla stuff and other monsters being reimagined so it's cool i i really like i really like the show um i watched Denzaimon. Okay. Denzaimon. i don't have as much to say because it's also good in different ways. The thing about Denzel, I saw something about them being unsure where it's related to um, Gridman's universe. Yes, it, it isn't clear. It could be that we're in another like virtual uh, environment. It's probable yeah. that that's true, but it could also be. Um, well, the, I don't want to. I have theories too, but I don't know if they're they're correct. But the thing about like the typical Denzaimon episode, which I appreciate is that they tend to focus on about three characters per episode. And that seems about right, you know, given the uh, what the amount of time they got to work with and the complexity. The only thing that I've been a little disappointed with the last couple of episodes is that they've introduced really cool monsters, but oftentimes they don't get a, a enough time to, like, explore their abilities. I think, like, two episodes oh, back... Oh, they die too fast. Yeah, like, two episodes back, there was this really cool monster that could turn any object that it touched into 2d and so you know and that and that you know that that had very interesting interactions with some of the powers and they were just starting to show some like neat stuff and then they just had to kill the monster to end the episode and i was like oh man oh. Like, this is actually this is actually really cool it's a shame so they don't they haven't carried anything over. Like it's all been like one episode. Pretty much, it's similar. The monster side of it is very similar to um, uh, Gridman. Uh, you know, they, it doesn't have necessarily that through line of what was the the the, the, 
the kaiju that was like a kid and would like constantly copy uh, whatever Gridman was doing, like that character. Oh, um, Grid Knight. I forgot his name. Well, right at the end, that's what he went by. But yeah, but like that character was an example of like a monster and antagonist that was sort of evolving and changing. So you got to see them multiple weeks. Whereas uh-huh. in um, Din Zaimon, that role is taken up by the the uh, kaiju eugenicist team, those five kids who are like the antagonists. Yeah, I don't even know what that is yet. Like, I haven't explored that. It's. A, I don't it's, think. I think I've only watched the first episode. Like they, they are. It's sort of like typical destroyer stuff. But then when you, you know, they spend a lot of time actually just straight up talking with the main cast. Like they're not. Um, uh, disconnected. Vill- They're not like. Villains. Oh, okay. Are they? Well, well, never mind. I'll, I'll just watch it. I'll just watch. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> so the, anyway, the the point I'm I'm getting at is like because they they pace themselves and they don't put too much stuff in a given episode when it comes to, like characters, you actually get a lot of time to uh, just hang out and learn about the individuals. And so the thing that's getting shortchanged is just the the kaiju themselves in a couple of episodes. But the kaiju are not, they're not like a waste of time. They're just like, man, I wish I could have seen more of what this could do because it seemed really cool and, and, and well thought out. But uh, yeah, so I enjoyed that as well. So those are the, maybe the two things I'm still watching that, that probably you're not. So where do we again? Let's, 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 uh, let's catch up on back arrow because Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. You want to do back arrow now? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to save it for the end, but we, yeah, okay. Um, so I, um, the show has taken a very big turn, yeah. at least for me, in tone. Like, just the way that Back Arrow's face looks when he's just, like, suffering. I'm like, holy it's shit, man. Like, like, he's fucking miserable. For someone throughout the majority of the series who's just been, like, so confident in, like, what the fuck he wants to do and where he's going and who he's going to do it with, for him to, like, break like this, I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up seeing you like this, nigga. Like, they're doing actual mind break stuff in this series. Yeah. And to be honest, for a second there, I thought they were going to have him kill those kids. And I was oh, going to be man. like, okay. I was, you know, if, you, if they'd had that scene six episodes into the series, I'd be like, eh, no way. After the shit yeah. that's gone down the last two episodes, I was like, yeah. I bit on it. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to kill these kids. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. I was like, uh, this might be bad. Well, not might be. I was like, this is bad. But then for the for what happened at the end, I thought about it like right before when they when they like showed their hands only. I was like, yo, it'd be fucked up if he just killed Shubi right Bro, here. Bro, I and then was literally, tight. I was tight. Uh, <laughs> the best character is gone. I was so like, I'm. I, you know, they're lucky that I'm invested in the actual story now. <laughs> Well, of well, listen. I definitely don't think he's dead because no, I, don't think, I so. think when when Arrow went into like the Rakuho mm-hmm. like dimensional thing, there were voices in there. Yeah, and also Shubi had explained that like it was energy, like his power was like he was like deconstructing the particles. Correct, yeah. and so the princess can like reconstruct them. So right. I'm pretty sure that like. They're probably gonna find a way to like reconstruct all the people who've been killed specifically by Arrow. And I'm okay not with saying that. I am. I have. I don't yeah. have a problem with that. It's like they laid the ground, like the seeds for it, with like Shuby's explanation right before he died. Right. Which, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm cool with that. And everything that Fine was doing, like this is what I, oh, I keep coming back with a series of the same comment is that 
they are they could get away with doing way less to like justify yeah. the plot and the things yeah. the character motivations like it could be the exact same story and they could have just done less to 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 get it over but like now that you think about it oh right we kind of did learn over the course of like three or four episodes about like Fine's abilities on her good side to like reconstruct particles and Shubi has slowly been telling the audience about like you know the nature of conviction particles and like how yes. bright heights work and everything else so like there is actually like precedence in the series like it's not nothing here is like an ass pull they and have... he's also yeah, doing that same research that the doctor was doing. Correct. That's right. That's right. I completely forgot what it was though. When they but were trying I... to, he was. They were trying to. Um, what do you call it? Do like false conviction particle oh, stuff. Okay. Remember, okay. so they could have like uh, they could make art, Just like artificial soldiers. Yeah. Art, what do you call it? those artificial ring binders? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, they were artificial ring. But okay, that's what it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then also, he said that like bit was the secret weapon so i'm just like okay well yep yeah that wasn't that revealed in this episode yep something's but also you know what i really gotta say i fuck with the emperor like i really do yeah like he's low-key like a favorite <laughs> i just i i just love him i'm so tired i don't even remember their names what is shuby's friends or whatever they don't, even don't matter even, anymore it doesn't matter they, they don't even fucking matter i'm so tired of them just like randomly getting angry and i'm like can you niggas work through your feelings? Fucking like, Ren all the time, just like, like popping uh, off. I, I, how dare you? How dare you? Your face. Yeah. yeah. You betrayed me. You betrayed us. I was like, Get have y'all it. not seen how he's treating y'all? Like, he does not give a fuck that's true. about y'all no more. That's true. Like, and the fact that he act like, I, that's another thing that really makes me pleased with the series is the conversation that Shuby had with his friend where he was like, we don't I, we don't have the same dream no more. Right. It's over. Like shit changes, people changes, well not people changes. People change and like yeah, you can still pursue that yourself, but I found something else that's bigger than that that I want to work on. So I'm moving on and if you feel away from by, about that, you are more than welcome to feel away, but I'm not <laughs> obligated to like please you. Which is actually a really good message. Like, it's not just about their relationship. It's just about relationships in general. Yeah. <laughs> it's very healthy. Yeah. Yes. It's literally just like, I found something else that I'm passionate about, and I should not feel obligated to stay here simply because of our relationship. You should support me if you are my friend, not say, how dare you? We spent all of our lives working towards this. Yes, but also now there's a bigger thing that we can work towards that doesn't just affect our lives in this country only. It's the world. And that's interesting. I'm out of here, nigga. It's very interesting that it, by the, the point we're at in the story, um, the only person still really holding on to that grudge is Ren. And kind of everybody mm-hmm. else is in some way. Yeah, even on. Homeboy has kind of moved on. Yeah, in some way. Like, it, it's... I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot that's going on in those relationships. Like the emperor himself is like fucking ridiculous. So you've seen him shoot himself as an arrow to take out that uh, the dreadnought, and that was cool. But also, I want to know, like, so how did the emperor get there? Because he said so clearly. The emperor has not died. No, for no, no, a no. long time. Because when he was talking to Rudolph. He was like the he was like the last time I saw you, Rudolph, was at the founding of Rekka. Yes, and I think they imply so, that the emperor is like hundreds of or a hundred, more than a hundred years old, 
or something. Oh, he like has that. to be. Yeah. Which also takes into account, like, okay, well, how long has Ringling been around? It may not have, like, may not have been that long. You don't know. Yeah. Or it could be like so, cyclical, like you know, they, it grows. Well, I'm also under the. I'm under the mindset that like there are probably multiple of them hoes. Oh sure, out yeah, there. no, yeah. They keep like they keep like going out into the atmosphere, and like remember that moment in the episode where uh, uh, Back Arrow actually like gets out of the reality for a minute. He goes yeah. through the, the the gap that the Rakuho came from, and they're like, ah, yeah. ah, you can't be here. I was like, wait, what the yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> yes. Yes, and that's why I heard like there. It sounded like children crying something or something in the on. background, yeah. or like voices. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but that's creepy. But also, there's definitely something way beyond the wall. And also, I'm thinking, I was like, is the sky that they're seeing is that an actual sky or is that shit artificial? I don't know. Like, what we doing? With which the show moves pretty fast from uh, back arrows like revelation, and you know, like you know his journey alone uh, to them resolving it within one episode even though the show's moving so fast i'm not mad at it no like i'm not mad at it at all because we're it's the things that it moves on next to are just as wild as the thing that we just got through right with. like, it's, like it's, it's okay interesting. that's really what it comes down to is that like it, it yes. moves quick but it's getting to points that are there's just enough substance underneath them and they've been built up just enough even the surprises are sort of getting you feel like you're getting closer to an answer about something and so you wanna then you're like oh well i mean all right we're done with that but i kind of want to know about this and you know so i thought that was that's just a, a cool feature of the show um as far as the characters go i think fide's alternate half uh sacrificing itself not because she turned good but just to fuck someone else over was in character. That was really cool. And I think yes. like the yes. when they made the yes. point. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was just agreeing with like that that point. Like it made absolute sense that she would go out like that. Yeah, and then the when they mentioned that it was you know, so we we spent the whole series thinking like, oh, you know, this is about back arrow and friends and all the the, the action in the plot is moving because of them. And then Rudolph tells the emperor that the real reason is happening is because he's he was too powerful. He's the anomaly that caused him to, to start the process of of uh, uh, harvesting or or starting over or rebooting Lingaland, which makes sense actually if you think about it, because the first thing that we see in the series is not Back Arrow. The first thing that we see is Rekka going ham and beating the shit out of Luto, and they say a couple of times that like. The Rekka has just gotten so powerful, and that the Emperor—they've even mentioned that, like you know, the Emperor is is ridiculous. And and Rudolph mentions like, oh, you know, after you su- su- subjugated, uh, well, I met you after after the subjugation of the border, and it's like, yeah, actually, the Emperor is more, like a a bigger catalyst to what's going on in this plot than almost any of the characters that we've dealt yeah. with. Yeah. And when Rudolph said that this episode, it made absolute sense, and I was like, "Yeah, I can, I can see this." That nigga uses like eight ring binders at once. Which, yeah, I honestly thought that the princess was going to end up using like two or something. Yeah, he gave her that shit. Yeah, I thought that was what was going to happen. But also, I really like, I just like how they're like incorporating everyone's powers and stuff. Like, I never would have thought that they were going to use the princess's power as a fucking like beam for the. For the uh, for the Grand Edger. Yeah, no, like, any, like yeah, oh. that's a cool uh, 
point too that how the Grand Edge's weapon is not just back arrows. It's like anybody yeah. who attaches to it, and like it's just a, it's mm-hmm. it's weird how how much uh, work and effort got put into this. So and the fact that it works, yeah, it works. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's so good. I feel like people are probably gonna find out about this show um after it ends yeah even though i've seen a little bit more coverage in like really yeah not a lot but like people are like oh back arrow's actually good i didn't realize it was gonna be so good <laughs> i was like yeah yeah i mean yeah we didn't even realize that to be honest like the first few episodes kind of doesn't do it justice but once it gets moving it's like bitch what yeah because you're not really this? sure like what why am i wa- am i watching this for like am i gonna see a cool robot am i watching this because there's some crazy animation the voice acting you don't expect that the reason why you're into it is just the story is fucking wild because it's like rare that any series can hold that level of energy and over the topness to completion or even really more than a few episodes like everything has a lull but this show has just been fucking ridiculous oh my god yeah i i agree ridiculous agree okay what else is there? Well, we can we can uh, go to VV or eighty six. Both of them are dark as fuck. Oh, bitch! Let's go to eighty six. Oh man, that I was creeped out shit. this episode. This episode Yo, creeped man. me the fuck out. I I feel like so much of it happened so fast, and I just, okay. So first of all, Lena's delusional. Also, the person who got on my fucking youtube and told me to like stop being pessimistic about lena fuck you okay (laughs) like she she is giving us all of these red flags that she's delusional did you see the fucking black cat yeah in her room yeah did you see that shit yeah when i saw that shit i was like no girl too far too far well she's going crazy she already said i they they framed that scene uh with uh, her friend like as she was asking about uh, Undertaker, but yeah. it was about her. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It just, she's so delusional. She's doing the exact same thing that he's doing now with the names, mm-hmm. but with like pictures. But also, I was like, where did you get, how did you get pictures of them? Like, how did you draw the, okay, girl, it's getting weird. It's getting very fucking weird. And also the, She's going to fuck up big time. I don't know how, but it's going to be because of this stupid crush. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be. The way that she acted at the end of the episode, also, it's like she's not... I will give it to her for actually coming to her uncle with a plan. And then also her uncle's reaction solidifies it to me that they don't give a fuck about what's going on. No, they don't care. They don't care, which makes me think that the people like at the top of that class tier system already have another plan or they're just going to fucking die. <laughs> like it's just, the the more the further we get in the more I'm just like yeah no that country that I don't I don't know. I don't know. But also, can we talk about how the mini humanoid robots are so creepy? Cre- they that creeped the fuck out of me cuz I'm like sitting I, there watching that scene and I'm like oh they're the tech there. What the fuck are those? Yes, I they did they didn't introduce those. No. So I'm looking at the fight and I'm like, are those humanoid things running next to them? And then for the way the so I thought Daya was gonna die at the beginning of the episode because they just kept saying his name 
over and over. They emphasized his crush. And I was like, we have not gotten that much attention on you since the beginning of the show. Yeah. So you're probably dead. He died, but I didn't expect Homegirl. Oh, my God. What's her name? Luca or something like that? Yes. Homegirl went out and she was like, these bitches not taking my brain. Yeah. And they animated the the like the gunpowder and like the heat at the top of the gun like going Bro. on her chin Bro. and then took it away. I was like, these these things are brutal. She said, "Not this my some, brain." <laughs> these are some brutal. And then they showed you the the um uh, the far scene shot of it and her blood just spilling into the river. That was a really good shot. That was a that was actually really with the crumpled over um uh, mecca in the water and then like the blood yeah. coming out. Like that yeah. was that was actually really good. I, I well, what was even worse was I feel like it's like nonchalant, just like brutal shit. Now is when uh, he was talking to Lena and Dio was still alive. Oh yeah, and he like and they, his they, arm came that, up. They, they had that shot of like the half side of the cockpit, his arm reaching out. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, they we how did we get here so fast? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? And how did we get here? Crazy. So those fucking nuts. It was yeah, it was nuts, and uh, I honestly think that her friend Elizabeth. I think Elizabeth is gonna get involved somehow very soon because she she's getting tired of her shit. I mean, and she, she has like something. a front door. She has like a windows view, a clear windows view to like the to, like change in her and just like the bullshit. Not to say that it's bad, but. I don't know. Also, do you know what happened with that scene when he like turned around? Was it it was was it the shepherd version of his brother calling out to him? I think that's what they were implying. Or that's that, what I took it as, but I wasn't head. sure. It, or it's just in his head, like period. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I mean, I don't know. So it could be either one because we established, I think, that at the very least, um, the people who know about uh, his background think that maybe he is sometimes not necessarily always hearing his brother but that he's just obsessed mm. so that's a it's a that's a it's a possibility that it's just again it's just in his head or that part of it is or at least in that scene um because they it's not like they are directly communicating or anything but he can sort of pick out the voices uh over the the network that they use which I'm still curious as to like how that happens. It's very he has a neck scar, right? And we're pretty sure or maybe not. It's not clear whether his flashback of being like strangled by his brother is real or if it Yeah, I don't know if that's real or not. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't know if it's like implanted or uh, whatever. Yeah. Just some dark ass shit. shit. Just and I think we got a vocal track right at the end. Or am I forgetting? Uh oh, at the end. Well, there was a vocal well, they, track in. There was two. an insert. There was a yeah. There was an insert vocal track which they've used before, uh-huh. which I was actually going to bring up. I was like, the Sawano music isn't hitting. It's not being. I used don't know if, in the way that like okay we're used to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that was what I was about to say next. Maybe it's not being used, like in the. I don't know because I just. Every single Sawano track in Aldo Zero hit, but it also it hit like at the perfect times, like keep on keeping on, like during the fight scenes. It just yeah. So I, I, I had to think about this a little bit, but if but my gut is telling me that 
it's not because there's something anything up with the music. It's that Oh no. It's that the, it's the implementation of it. The structure of, of each episode of this series is not conducive to like that kind of a feeling. So number one, this is like a very bleak um series in general. Like everything about it is sort of sad and melancholy. And so Sawano tracks hit when there's like, you know, a flurry of high speed, high pace, heroic action. Right? Like that's sort of where where it it comes off the best. And there's really not a lot of that. Like there've been two scenes so far with Undertaker doing like crazy shit in his robot. But by and large, like the there a there haven't been that many action scenes if you really think about it. And B, no, there haven't. A lot of it is like scene setting music, so like people hanging out, talking, um, exposition, or or observation. And I would say that like so, one of those tracks can give tension. That's another thing he's really good at when there's when they use his soundtracks in like non action scenes. But it's like it's a kind of ag- aggressive tension, not the sort of like. Uh, emotional tension in that way right i can think of like some tracks from all noah zero for example there's that one with all the bells that they would typically play when it's like mart the martians are having some conversation or like the princess when she's captured talking with um what's the other guy the uh uh, uh slain right like some of those like slow yeah. slower tracks are really really good but that's usually like two people having an emotional moment and i would say that the music that's playing over like uh uh, Lena and um, uh, Shin's conversations kind of does the same thing, but there's not your usual '86 episode does not have this like crescendo of action and violence um, and like yeah that we're happen. used to with Sawano music. Yeah, it just it's just because when you think of that put together, when you think of that, I think of like Aldo Zero or oh god, re- Cabinary. Um, recreators yeah cabinary of the iron fortress right exactly and in fact if you think about it most of the music that you typically attach to him as being like super memorable are is also accompanied by some insane or crazy either it's a sakuga scene or just a very satisfying action moment and again 86 is doing a lot of other things it's sort of got a lot of like it has to do world building and it's doing all this like interpersonal stuff with multiple characters and there's a lot of exposition so it's not exactly like a hype fest which is what you know uh, you know Sawano's music is going to do and say an attack on titan right like because that i would say probably has a similar uh it's not aesthetic but like a a similar emotional range as 86 it's somewhat Mm. similar uh minus like romance there's no real romance in attack on titan but it's you know Sitting those notes and like, what do you get in Attack on Titan? Well, there's a very clear couple of protagonists that you put them in a scene with like some bad guys, and the expectation is you about to see some niggas ball the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. So, <sighs> speaking of dark and depressing shit, fucking Vivi this week that reveal at the end of the episode. Oh man, I didn't see it coming. I'm not. I didn't. I see said it coming. I was like, it, it was. I thought, oh, maybe she's evil. No, it was Antonio all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I didn't see it coming. 
I thought that Antonio maybe got like frustrated with her ass or maybe or that she had maybe like completed the mission already and or like in his eyes. So he just shut down because he was like mission complete or mm-hmm. he was frustrated. But it actually makes sense because it's weird when. Well, no, it actually makes a lot of sense because at the beginning of the episode, I thought he was going to hit her. Yeah. Like he was so aggressive with her at the beginning of the episode that I was it just was like, uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable, but also I was like, that's his partner AI. And uh, now that I know that he's inside of her, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, all these things are like plausible. Whereas, you know, he probably got frustrated with her ass one day and took her out and was like, I can do it better than you, girl. Fuck you. But then also when they showed the branching timeline thing and her body on the ground, the branching timeline... Yeah, so was that Vivi? That's what it looked like. I mean, it was just there. I knew that it looked like another body or something. So I was thinking, I was like, is the other bot? I'm thinking that the suicide or whatever is that Antonio doesn't want that. He's going to be like the first rogue AI or something. There you and go. And so yes. he won't want that mission anymore. So he's going to get rid of Ophelia's body and get another mission and just do whatever the fuck he wants. That's an interesting that, thought. That's a, that's a, that is the, an interesting thought. Yeah, that's what I thought that was going to be. But now I'm thinking in this timeline that Vivi, because I didn't think that the other body was Vivi. I thought it was like something random. But now I'm thinking that other body was the other body that Antonio escapes to and they both just get taken out. Oh, that's interesting. That's another. So, yeah. But then also, we got confirmation. Oh, wait, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. What what was the... Um, That we got confirmation that the, what's we call it? The younger guy is... What's it? What is it? Kaneki? Matsum, uh, not Matsumoto. What's his name? Um, fuck. Yes, I know you're talking about the guy. Yeah. Yes. I searched his name last night and I already forgot it because I was wondering. I was like, who are they talking about? No, like, who is this guy? But it is. Well, we don't know if it is him, but I don't. Looks I like don't know. It. Well, that's the thing. No, how did he age backwards? Or is that? I don't. I'm, well, I'm looking forward to next episode to figure they it need, out. They, they got a lot to explain here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, my thought in the, immediately when they revealed that it was Antonio was that... Uh, Kakitani, that's his yes, name. Was that... that uh, part, it was similar to what you were thinking. Like, oh, he... Instead of it being the first AI suicide, it's the first example of, like, an AI going, like, truly rogue in a aggressive way. Mm. But I started to think about, okay... Two after two episodes, what's the story that we've kind of been told so far? Like, what is this story? And it sounds like it's you know a uh, at least the Ophelia part of it is like might be an abusive manager story, you know, like the the obsessive yeah. abusive manager, you know, that leads to the you know the star committing suicide or or self-harm or going crazy or the manager goes crazy and does like those types of like uh dramatic um character dynamics like is is that the basis of this story rather than one of a just a sad singer so if, if it's more like the abusive manager you could see it going down like the um silence of the lambs sort of like wanting to wear the skin of the person that you're obsessed with, you think is perfect. Yes. You think it's yes. great. Right? So that could be one way that they spin it. The other way you could spin it is that kind of like what you described, that he got frustrated that he knew he was setting up all this stuff for her and perfectly and she was just not able to harness whatever true true singing was. And so he was like, you know, I could basically do a better job. 
which led to not necessarily an obsession with Ophelia, but maybe an obsession with this the the diva series of singing AI, right? Because yeah, cause the character talked about at the very end how he went and and tried to basically ask everybody who was in that model line, you know, how how do you sing from you know sing your truth or sing from the heart or whatever it was and didn't get a satisfactory answer. So there's that aspect of it. Um, it could be that both AI have merged somehow. So maybe it wasn't a takeover. Maybe something happened. Ooh. Right. That could oh, the so the body's housing both of them. Right. Could that could be the case? Um, I didn't think about that. That's a good yeah. And and it the only reason that that feels like more of a long shot. But the only reason why I would give it any credence is that the preceding events in the show around Vivi were all predicate on her breakdown from having two missions simultaneously uh so that would lead me to believe that whatever the resolution of this story is has to do with reconciling that because right now diva isn't vivi but yeah. we know that 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 character is not gone so vivi yeah and is, i'm also yeah, go ahead oh wait no finish yours finish no, yours, i was gonna say is that vivi as a character is the first is the ai that has two missions so I assume, given that the last arc of, or the arc about Estella was kind of also about that, um, the contra and the, and then the 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 what do you call it the metal float thing was again also about balancing you know multiple missions at once and as sort of a key to becoming. I thought more it was human. really interesting because I was thinking I was like, oh, this is going down the same path that the Estella thing was where. Matsumoto's information isn't like all being or like all seeing. So he just knows what happened, but that's not actually what's happening in the timeline. Right. Yep. And so, and also don't they imply in this episode that it's possible that Matsumoto also might be developing in the same way Vivi has been developing? Yes. Yes. Especially with the scene where like right after she left and he was like questioning things and doing the circles and then he saw the footage. Yes. Yeah, I agree. He definitely is starting to develop, but I also still think that he's not being absolutely clear cut. I mean, I still, things. I still don't believe that. But they've given instead of making it like more obvious what's going on, they've just made it less obvious. Because now, <laughs> now there's a possibility that Matsumoto is was never being really deceptive, but being just single minded, as he said in this episode about like True. What, what he cared about. Just again, it's just sort of like a single-minded sort of like I'm here. I don't have multiple missions. I'm not. I'm not conflicted. I have one thing. I don't have any other parts included in me for things like empathy or whatever. It's just ruthless efficiency. Like let's get it. Let's get it. And um, you know the fact that he's questioning that and maybe making decisions when he like you know how he interacted with Vivi in the first place because she made that point right. She says to him like if all you cared about or all that mattered was like getting the mission done, then you really, and I wasn't helpful to that, then why would you spend any time trying to help me, protect me, save me, do anything with me? Right? Like yeah. That doesn't Which I sense. really like this new Vivi. The, I like this diva. Yeah. And I'm, I really want to see how they're going to integrate both of them together. Either they're going to combine them, or are those who are going to share the body? I think that, like, it, the cool thing, if they're able to put, if they're able to sort of combine these characters back together is to have like just a cold-blooded side to be to vv slash diva right like 
because in real life people do this all the time you can have like a really warm and friendly and like optimistic side of yourself when you're trying to yeah some things but then you're you're faced with certain conflicts you're faced with certain decisions and you tap into that part of yourself that's like nah nigga it's about to be it's about to get real (laughs) (laughs) it's you or me yeah right i'm a a cold-blooded killer in these streets um And that and that wouldn't be un unusual or even unrealistic, and I think would sort of give three dimensions to that character, right? Because before she didn't really have a human side; she just wanted to be a singer. And then it was like, here's you want to be a singer, but you connect your your desire to succeed as a singer to the this other bigger mission about preventing, you know, protecting people. And then over the course of time, she's learned how to tap into emotions and and put that into everything she does. And now I think maybe we can resolve some of the conflict between just Vivi and Diva have to be two separate individuals. Cause people do this all the time. And I feel like that's what the AI question is leading to about like having one mission is also very limiting. So yeah. 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 How do you do that without creating a contradiction that kills everybody or kills yourself? And if that is the case, if that's part of the message of the writing, then I think they've done a pretty good job so far of going through the different uh, co- the contradictions that are there, but then also, you know, highlighting some some philosophical points that don't necessarily have clean answers, which is always good when you have talented people writing. Um, yeah, yeah. So that I, I I'm almost kind of disappointed that it's only 13 episodes, but fuck it. <clears throat> yeah, like, yeah. It could they could do if, a lot if this is what he does when he like ventures away from Ray Zero. Then more, please. Yeah, let's just be over here with this <laughs> and not do Ray Zero. Okay, <laughs> 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 we just not. Okay, Tokyo Revengers. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. What did you think about this episode? Um, I was honestly engrossed. Um, and honestly, Mikey is literal the literal definition of hands rated E for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> when that nigga, when they were just talking and he just started running, I was like, Oh my god. Oh my god. What? It was so crazy. I loved it. No, I I fucking love that shit. It was it was true to the character, but also it just shows like how wild those two have been since elementary school. And they aren't skimping on the like fucked up parts of it. The fact that like Draken grew up in a brothel. Yep. And then that when he was on his way to elementary school, one girl was like, you want to tug before you leave? <laughs> I was like, what did you just say to that child? A tug? Girl? <laughs> A tug? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's, and, you know it's real when it's just a tug. Yeah, I was. Li- she said it so nonchalantly, and I was like, a tug? And I was like, it's a brothel. That uh, girl, it's a child. Also, that fucking tattoo artist putting that tattoo on a fucking on a kid. Yeah, right that. Uh, like, bruh, what are you doing? It's funny because I, as, having just played through uh, y- Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, the Draken's mm. background and the background of the main character there are very similar because they both are orphans oh. who grew up in a soap land. Um, Ooh, now that you said that, I feel like this is the last, that sale is about to end today. I wonder how much that is. 
it, uh, go ahead though. And uh, yeah, we could we could talk a little bit more about that series, especially the announcement that Sega made that the future Yakuza games are going to be in that style. Um, so. Oh my god! I lo- oh see, I haven't even played it, but when they announced that it was going RPG style, I was excited. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. So like the fact that those two characters are similar was cool. Uh, I also think that um, they do a good job here of not denigrating people who live on sort of like the bottom rung of society. Mm-hmm. Like it seems to be somewhat important to the show to not not just because people are doing bad things or if they are living in a way that uh other people would judge that they're not necessarily presented as being tainted by that or that they're air quotes making bad decisions it's just kind of the reality of what's going on for them which is very interesting because i don't think that i mean you see this in like other types of shows especially like in the west there's there's not as much moralizing about like anti-hero characters or people with like tough backstories but like there's a way in which it's presented very nonchalantly in this series that i do appreciate yeah i hmm okay well now i know i'm buying that as soon as we get off Uh, uh well i might even stream that that might be fun um but i just so the show kind of gives me this is a very i think this show is also similar in its brutality um to uh, 86 but also i think that takemichi i think it's kind of funny and ironic that takemichi is trying to prevent things and i think in turn he's starting to cause them yeah kind of and like this, the schism yeah like the schism thing i was just like wait a second nigga in the past, you didn't even exist in their lives, and the schism like happened. But I'm pretty sure it was Kisaki Teta who was like pulling the strings, right. or that's what I'm assuming because I I think that he's most likely like the final boss or like the primary antagonist. He just doesn't know it yet. And right now, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, you are not. Well, also, I guess like you know, he's not that smart. Like even in the future, no. So. It kind of makes sense, but he's definitely not thinking things through anymore. Or not anymore. It just at all. He's just tr- throwing himself into these situations and hoping it'll work. And I, Mikey, like himself, and like that whole gang had already decided they were going to fight them niggas. Yeah. Like, wh- how m- there's no way that he could have thought that his opinion mattered that much to Mikey simply because they were friends compared to the gang. Like, it just didn't make sense. And even though Draken is like Mikey's like voice of reason and stuff like that, Mikey still has a very cold, like hard, just, you know, like what you said, like that, that side of him is like, when it's time to fight, I'm fucking you up. Like there's no in between. It's zero or 100. We already decided the shit. We're doing it. But what happened at the end of the episode, I was not expecting that shit. I didn't expect them niggas to show up that soon. Yeah, I mean, they get right with it, but I think now that we've established that there's, like, time looping and other things, like, I, I mean, as a reader, it's one of those, it's one of those elements that becomes part of the show, which is that yeah. you're, you might, you might deal with, like, a threat in the version that you see it, you know, in the first place, but that doesn't mean that, like, A, you're never going to see these people again, or B, that that threat may not evolve or change as a result of what the other or specifically what Takamichi is doing. I mean, we're already off the 
original timeline by a lot because he's now important to everybody. And the yeah. degree to which other people realize how important he is <clears throat> winds up driving the story as much as any um, intervention that that Takamichi tries to make. And you make a great point. He's he's a, he's a dummy, right? The best he can do is kind of run in and you know with all of his uh, emotion and just sit, tell it like it is, and then sometimes that helps. That's a lot it. Of time it doesn't do shit. It doesn't do anything. I mean, like Mikey. That's the thing, though. They heard him out, which was whatever. And I'm, I've, I knew that homeboy was gonna start beating his ass. But I also feel like those either both of those guys or one of those guys is being manipulated, and is like an in for Kisaki to like manipulate shit in Toman, not just in Mobius. So it's I don't know. We go. We gonna see. We gonna. We're going to see. Not a lot happened, but there was definitely a shit ton of buildup. Yeah. I mean, the gang warfare aspect of the series is legit and grows over time. I think it's... Uh, oh, oh, boy. Yeah. So like That's what this- I'm nervous about, because I know that it's censored, but I'm also hearing that, like, fuck... Because you wait, no, you told us last week that, like, fucked up shit does happen. Fucked up shit 100% does happen. Oh my god! Uh, and there's some, and I'm I'm curious as to how many is this a is, are we just getting 13 episodes this time? If it's one core, is it one core? I don't know. I was just I was asking, but if we are, Ooh. then then the good news is that the most fucked up shit won't be in this season. <laughs> but oh god, this some this some bad shit. <laughs> some bad 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 shit. Uh, it's not known how many episodes it's going to be yet. Well, okay. Well, I I don't know either. So if it's one core, it'll be okay. If it's two core, <laughs> <laughs> well, the the show isn't doing like a double release with like an uncensored version and a censored version, is it? I don't think so. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. People are talking about it's heavily censored. It's censored. It's censored. And I'm just like. Okay, but I'm still they, they still getting the point across that there's a little shit's less fucked. blood, yeah, that I can tell. Like there's a little less. Oh, blood. well, they definitely are like <sighs> they are definitely letting it be known. They're like when Takamichi gets his ass beat, he be getting ass. Yeah, beat. It, it's not. It, it ain't cute. Like these are <laughs> this is not a martial arts action show. All right, like homie just getting beat up. That's just what's happening. Like it's not. There's yeah. nothing pretty about it. Like he doesn't have any powers. Nope. Of like physical attributes, it's literally nope. just the time travel, and it's not like he's trying to get brolic every time he goes back in time. So it's like, first of all, your actual self in the past ain't shit, and you still kind of ain't shit completely yet. You trying to get there in the future, so it's just like there's also the disconnect between the future and the past self. So I just get, wish, best of luck. like this man should just get buff. Like that's that's all he should do. I feel like that's all he should do. Or well, I thought you know what I thought Osanai this episode when he had that comb and mm-hmm. homeboy charged him. I thought that comb was like a combo knife. Uh. <laughs> like I legit, I thought some fucked up shit was about to happen like right there, but it didn't. No, the the things that go down are are they're in a way they're very mundane, but then another way you're uh-huh. like, well, that would just that just sucks. Like, it's not cool, <laughs> it just sucks. Like, I don't want to live oh. in this world. Well, yeah, because it kind of sounds like... I mean, I said that, like, Mikey was, like, rated E. <laughs> the hands are rated E for everybody. But it, it kind of seems like 
that's not even the he's not even the worst of them. No, 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 not by far. Especially again because everything that's happening right now is happening in the context of their you know the it's a kids gang like a high school middle school environment. They just all look like adults, but they're supposed to be yeah. young. But it, you got to remember that as things escalate yeah. in the future, you're dealing with not only not only are they adults, but you are potentially dealing with the Tokyo Manji gang as a criminal organization. Which is Shit. serious. Yeah. <laughs> like uh... So, you know. Chicken Papa. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Chicken Papa. I mean, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to see. I'm I'm excited and I mean, yeah, that, that's all I can really say right now. Like, not much really fucking happened, but no. even so. I, yeah. I wish that there was a, another show that I could be watching that was, like, all sweetness and light that I was actually into. But this is just dark days <laughs> in every series. That I'm I mean, there are there are sweetness and light shows. No, but I'm saying the ones that get, that get my attention. Like, maybe I'll watch, like, Nagasaki oh. or something. Like that, that no, I'd say awesome. watch watch like what's gonna call it the the sage is omnipotent. Oh, that one's cute. Okay. That one's chill. It's like isekai and there's like magic, tears of magic and shit like that. It's slice of life isekai that's like harmless. Oh, that's not bad because I, I was watching Megalobox, which is also quite good. I'm not caught up, so that's why I didn't mention it. But like, man, I do need to catch up on that. Man, too. Megalobox. I hear it's really good. It just like it's good, but like if you had really had hope. For some of these characters after season one, like season one doesn't exactly like end on like a high note or anything, but like there yeah. is, there is like a successful things do happen, but it it kind of it kind of ends and you're like oh okay if I get more of this fine if I don't get any more it is what it is not a big deal but then you get to season two and then like it's all fucked like <laughs> everything is fucked nothing really works oh. out for anybody like you're like oh you goddamn it. In some ways, yeah, because it's yeah. I don't, I'm not giving anything away. Like it's great, it's it's gorgeous, it's compelling, but damn, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Damn. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I need some, I need some, ha- some like some happiness. Uh, okay. <sighs> well. So that's that's it this week for the reviews. But you, it sounded like you had something else that was on your mind. Well, no, I, I, I had already talked about it, the BL thing and just, like, kind of being semi-more, like, not, like, kind of, like, sideline mainstream, but, like, actual mainstream potential to the point where, like, you know, homophobia kind of really doesn't even fucking matter because the shows are going to get so good because of the, the topics are just so wide-ranging and relationship-wise. Yeah. It'll basically be on the same level as, like, the shoujos. Well, I've heard like zero backlash to any of any of these types of shows. The, uh, there's more controversy these days around like things like Nagatoro or Dragon Maid than BL. Yeah, which you know what? I didn't even know that there was a controversy around Dragon Maid. I was like, I mean, I, it's kind of implied that they're lesbians, but like also they're not really. They're ne- they never kiss. There's no like fucking like. It's just kind of just they're just happy. Yeah, it's not. But I'm with, saying like, the random isn't about moments. like sexuality. The comment, the the controversy is just about sex. Period. In that, oh. in like Dragon Maid, they oh the big tits, yeah, and the new character they brought in in the latest season that just has like boobs the size of her whole body, 
and oh see i haven't been paying attention to that look child looking in some way like all that stuff uh i mean are we why are we really surprised have has okay there's just a backlash there's just a backlash against fan service in some coming from some parts of the community it's a really weird situation because again like to your point at one at one time, a lot of these like BL or Fujoshi bait stuff, or just outright um, hentai for just for men, um, you know, like that. The existence of that and what it looked like and and the message that it was putting forward would have bothered a certain conservative set of the community who would be worried that if the rest of the world were to connect anime fandom with this, you know, disgusting horrible garbage that like it would be harmful for everybody but that's gone there's very little i see of that kind of a backlash to content anymore instead it's all about like just the the sexiness of everything and potentially like you know the that you have like child looking characters that's now the issue so it's funny that that sex itself is the problem not necessarily um who's doing it like no one's complaining about topless guys or even like BL shows where like you know dudes are jamming it in from every direction like nobody really complains about that <clears throat> which is mm. good I'm happy for that Okay I mean were there any other topics that hit or didn't hit No this I mean week? there's like there's like silly like, no. drama and you know, anti-tube stuff or anime Twitter, but none of it is, like, worth talking about because it just hits on social issues that don't matter to anybody. Like, mm. we, one of the things that we've talked about here, and I think it's a good good thing that we address it before, is just that if you're, if you, if you're smart, you know that anime is made for the people who pay for it. That's it. Yeah. It's, just, it's made for the people who pay. Why do we have a bunch of BL stuff? Because a bunch of people will pay for it. You know, why do we have uh, the aesthetic that we find in a lot of anime? It's because people want it and they'll pay for the Blu-ray. They'll do whatever, right? Like, th- that's the reason. So if you're, like, upset and complaining about content, you just have to be... You have to think about who's who's paying the money. If you want something else, indicate that you will buy the other thing and it'll get made. That's it. Yes, don't bitch at the people who are buying the things that they're, you know, because profit. Right. So, Pour all of money. your money into those other things. They trust me. These, um, these producers, um, these pr- or production companies and the distributors, they pay attention. They see what people are clicking on. They see what people are buying merch for. They see all this shit. It's not a mystery to them. You know, like uh, if, if, if people talk about hating Dragon Maid, but let me tell you. The folks who like Dragon Maid, they put their money up. The folks who don't like it aren't buying the other shit. They're just complaining on the internet. So, eh, what do you want me to do? <laughs> just True. buy it. Um, but yeah, that's about... I can't, I can't think of anything that's particularly well, interesting. we don't have to push it. We just go straight to... We can go straight to recommendations, and then probably as soon as we end this, I'll be like, oh my god, I forgot. But whatever. Um, so my recommendation, I guess, is in the BL Manwa um, line. And actually, it's it's one of my... It's actually 
like one of my top five favorite BLs now. Um, and it's called Sign. And so it's mm. literally um, the story of a guy who goes to a cafe to get a job. And uh, the owner of the cafe is deaf. Interesting. And so it's about him uh, learning sign language to like communicate with the the cafe owner. But there's also like another employee there who's like the, the owner's best friend who kind of like, you know, does the communication between them and like, you know, facilitates things. But it's a very interesting story about like, you know, how like the guy wasn't born deaf. So like learning about how he became deaf and then how differently this the the main character treats the owner compared to like everyday people is so interesting. So it's, you know, it's BL, but it's also, you know, like social commentary on like disabled people. And, you know, oh, how cool. they are treated by others and things like that. But also, <laughs> forewarning, because it is BL, there is smut. So I'm just letting you know. But yeah, it, is, it is. is really good. Yeah, yeah, it is very good, you guys. And it's, it's definitely worth the read. And it's it's completed. There are 115 chapters. And that's it. Oh, that's what's up. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend Sign. So my recommendation is a, a throwback, as I'm want to do. So some there was some news that this week that is I didn't mention it in the at the top because it's not um, anything anyone can act on right now. But the manga creator behind uh, uh, Gundam Thunderbolt is actually signed on to do a new uh, color manga edition for a much older um, uh, big big robot anime that from the 70s called Dobrum. I think I saw Dobrum. something about this. Yeah. yeah. But it, isn't he also picking up another manga that he stopped 10 years ago? Yes. So so I don't know when this is coming out, so that's why it's a it's a it's a soft recommendation. Um I think I think uh is it my Moonlight something? I don't know. That's the other the the, the manga is uh Yasuo Aragaki. Um but my recommendation is actually Dobrum itself which had uh, both had a tv anime in the 70s and also a couple of movies uh it's de- it's definitely in the same vein as far as being uh similar to gundam but it leans more on the political sort of semi-serious side like it's not a it's not a goofy giant robot show it's a much more grounded war story um so for those who are looking to maybe Go a little retro and spread their wings. I think before I had recommended Dunbean, our battler Dunbean. Um, Dogrum mm-hmm. is another sort of. It's it's not forgotten because you know the the model kits are out there. They sell like gangbusters, but there hasn't really been anything um, really modern done with the series in a long time. And so, in preparation for the new manga, I would recommend folks go back and take a look at uh, the uh, the original anime. Or I think there was um. There's a, a compilation movie and then a regular movie that was produced in the 90s. But I, any any of those would be interesting. Um, the mecha design is definitely feels like a transition point between, say, a Gundam and a and a Macross original Macross season one. Um, I'm not I, I I'm not totally up on who the who did the mechanical designs for the original, so there may there may be a lot of overlap there, but nonetheless, it's a really interesting show and it deals with a lot of uh, uh, like war atrocities and other things like that, as far as like psychological impact on characters and 
there's a lot of politics and so on and so on. So I just think it's a cool show. And, um, you know, you can probably find it at this point. I found a lot of it on YouTube of all places. But if you can. Oh, OK. I don't know if it's on any of the major streaming services, but I would suggest people actually seek it out because it's pretty good. And it, when I was watching, it, I'm like, oh, wow, I see a lot of influences that this probably had on later stuff. And I look forward to reading the rebooted manga whenever it drops. It may be next year, um, but whatever. It's cool. Hmm. Okay. Alrighty then. Yep. I guess that's it for this week. Indeed. Yeah. So if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Anime Savants and uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. I think I found a way to get around the TikTok. Snatching the shits down, but we'll see soon and uh also anime underscore savants on twitter and uh, you can follow me on you know my regular stuff on coral shore on uh, twitter youtube and instagram um yeah yep and you can follow me at neural handshake on twitter uh and make sure to you know like and subscribe to our social media platforms it really helps we're trying to Get the word out, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just give us a, a rating. You know, you know the deal. It's all about engagement. It's all about. Uh, oh yeah, we should definitely. We should be asking for that ages ago. After that, <laughs> yes. Props Engage. to those who already have done it without solicitation. Yeah, props to all the people who are here through Facebook ads because that's wild. actually worked pretty decently i didn't know that that stuff was showing up on you guys instagrams also so kind of like double paying some some weeks for that was kind of useless yeah. facebook kind of did it anyways but yeah thank you guys for the the new people and you got you if you guys want to recommend topics that you want us to talk about we're more than happy to do that like i got all the time in the world to research stuff so and Let I us know if you guys like to want to shit. hear us talk about things. So, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> give us something to I do. I mean, we could just talk shit. I mean, we, we, we could. could do that. We're, we're, we're trying to be um, open-ended. <laughs> I mean, we could create some, some podcast drama because that seems to be the thing that's really selling right now. Oh, Lord, what? <laughs> oh, could, no. We could oh, create my. some. And, we know. should just tweet hot takes every day and at people. That's right. That'll get us engaged. Actually, that is how people get engaged. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Bye. All right. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>